You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton Bailey. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. And tonight, what we're going to do is record the podcast for Tuesday um, afternoon. Should see this drop around 12 noon central time. And um, basically, the plan tonight is to do a chalk talk segment. So what's going to happen is on the first half of this broadcast, I will have my screen sharing and um, we'll have that up and going and all that good stuff. And then halfway through, what we're going to do is uh, cut off the camera so you guys don't have to stare at my ugly mug any more than you need to. And then um, we'll kind of finish the podcast. And and like I said, it'll go out in audio form tomorrow uh, during the day. So what I'm going to do is go ahead and share the screen, kind of get this stuff up and running. And we uh, should not have to worry about audio on that. So what we're going to do um, when we, as we wrap up the show too, we're going to kind of do a quick recap of the game there against the Patriots and talk about who graded out well, who graded out not so well, and kind of how things look, you know, from that standpoint. But um, just getting right into chalk talking. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say a big thank you to the uh, Packernet Fantasy Podcast guys for filling in with the post game show. I'm sure you guys had a blast listening to that. I actually listened to it um, on the flight today uh, back from New York. And thought the guys did an excellent job, man. There was just so much banter, so much stuff going back and forth. Great chemistry with those guys. Appreciate Coach Han jumping on as well. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, let's jump right into the Chalk Talk segment. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen here. Hopefully you guys can see this okay. And um, tonight's uh, uh, Chalk Talk uh, segment is going to be a third-quarter play, okay? It came with 14.48 left in the third quarter. It was a third-and-ten play and the Packers were trailing, obviously, coming out of uh, out of halftime after Aaron Rodgers threw that that pick six right before halftime. Big no-no. Man, anytime you lose the middle eight and you're losing the turnover battle as well, it's very, very rare you come out with a win. And uh, they were able to pull it off in the end. But, again, this was a third-quarter play, 14-48 left, and um, third and ten. If they don't convert right here, guys, they create none of this momentum in the second half that's going to put them in a position to compete. And I think it's really, really important uh, to 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 kind of highlight just uh, how crucial this play was, right? So here was the play call. It was 11 gun, strong right, doubles, Y off, um, halfback weak, 449 sticks, halfback wide, delay stab. Okay, one more time. 11 gun, strong right, doubles, Y off, halfback weak, 449 sticks, halfback Y, delay stab. Now, I want to mention something else. In the 449 sticks, you could also call it a curls go. Basically, you had two routes on the left run curls. And then uh, the halfback wide delay stab, that can also be called a delay rub. I like stab because it kind of, to me, 
in, in the systems I'm familiar with and, and coaches I've spoken to, that stab route is kind of that delay. You're, you're rubbing, you're throwing the block, a chip block, and then you're getting out kind of in a almost like a quick fly, but it's a uh, it's a curl built in. So it's almost like a, a little option route that the quarterback can use as a safety valve um, while, you know, maintaining max protect, basically. So let's go ahead and kind of break this play down. First of all, what I want you to notice is the Patriots come out in a single high man coverage. OK, so everybody's lined up, man, as you see here on the screen. The reason we know that you can see these guys are directly across. Now, in many cases, they're sugaring, right? Not necessarily the Patriots. The Patriots have played a lot of man the last several years. They have for a long time. Belichick really believes in in playing man coverage and playing the matchups when they go up against a superstar wide receiver. What they like to do is they like to put their um, best corner on the number two receiver and then they like to double up um, the uh the the actually they like to double up the number one receiver yeah and put their best corner on the number two so you've got two guys on the uh, the most uh, popular target for the quarterback on one side of the ball and then on the other you've got your best corner shutting down a uh, uh, basically a mismatch for the corner with the number two wide receiver. Now, they didn't do that specifically here in this game. I'm just saying that's why they like to play a lot of man coverage when they had Stephon Gilmore back in the uh, back in the day before he signed. I believe he's with the Colts now. But anyway, what you've got here is a single high look. So it's man coverage, right, single high look. Now, there's also a five-man rush, right? What I mean by five-man rush or five-man, you know, line of scrimmage, if you see right here, you've got Judon with the red sleeves. He's always easy to pick out. You've got him right here, right? Um, then you've got, you know, another defender right here, right here, right here, right here. Okay. So by, by right here, what I mean is Judon's basically lining up in kind of a seven technique, right? Um, you've got the first defensive lineman. He's lining up directly across from the tackle, kind of splitting the gap there. So it'd probably be more of a five technique. You've got a backer that's uh, in between the guard and the center. So that would be a one tech if you wanted to consider him just a half a half a yard off the ball, you know, in, in a technique, if you will. And then you've got the uh, the next linebacker or, you know, standing edge rusher, if you will. He's directly across from the guard and the tackle, so he's kind of splitting that five on the opposite side. And then um, at the very bottom of the pass rush here, you've got another defensive lineman that's going to be uh, kind of coming off the edge there in what appears to be, a, what, a two, a four, a, a five to a six tech. Basically, it could be a six eye if there was a tight end there, but however you want to look at it. So the point is, there's going to be a five man rush here. You got one, two, three, four, five guys rushing the quarterback. Obviously, we got five offensive line to block, but we know this offensive line has been struggling um, here early in the season. OK, so I just want to point out Patriots are in man coverage, single high. Now, with the two inside linebackers here, what you've got is uh, you've got the will linebacker is in man coverage on Aaron Jones to the best of my knowledge. Now, the cool thing about Bill Belichick's defense, especially when they get um, in when a team is driving in their red zone, they go to what they call a red two. And, and it's so complex that it's very, very hard for defenders to pick up. Right. And and the reason being is because the the defense changes, the assignments change depending on the route combinations and what the offense does. OK, so in this particular scenario here, what I noticed is you've got a safety up top that's kind of playing even with the linebacker, right? What I'm going to call the wheel linebacker, weak side linebacker, opposite tied in. Um, you know, if he was over here on, on this side, we would call him, you know, the strong back, right? So with that being said, the safety's up. He's man coverage on Tunyon if indeed Tunyon comes out in the route. But these guys have the freedom to play a little bit of zone underneath and help out in some of these route combinations. <clears throat> so 
The Patriots are playing the X soft. I want to point this out at the bottom of the screen. And for those of you on the pod, we're going from right to left, okay? The X receiver is on the bottom of the screen. He's the X because he's the farthest from the ball, and he is opposite uh, the tight end, and he's actually on the line of scrimmage. Now, some of, sometimes you know, I have to always, you know, mention this because it's important, you know, all offenses are a little bit different. All coaches may may refer to an X or a Z in different spots, but for the most part, that's what identifies as the X receiver. Now, I want to point that out because if you notice, the corner at the bottom that's in man coverage, he's got a little bit of an outside technique to him, an outside leverage, I guess you could say, but he's also roughly seven yards away from the receiver that he's covering, the X receiver, okay, which is Romeo Dobbs. So he's showing cushion down here. So Aaron comes to the line, he sees that cushion, he probably now makes eye contact with uh, with Cobb in the slot and notices this guy's playing press coverage. Might not necessarily be bump, but he's right up on the line of scrimmage. He really wants to put pressure on that slot. On the opposite side, what's crazy is you've got Lazard up top, and he is technically the Z receiver, and that corner is playing press on him. So he's right up on the line of scrimmage. So the only one that's playing soft is really Dobbs. And the reason being is because they know that – what, what Rodgers is looking to do here is try to dump the ball off fairly quick and try to pick up this first down, okay? He doesn't want to sit in the pocket. They're bringing a five-man rush, and their offensive line has been struggling. Now, what they don't know yet is Rodgers has a max protect with a couple of delays, right? A couple of delay routes underneath, which I mentioned could be called a stab, could be called a rub. You know, you can call it bunk bed. I don't care. Um, it's it's all the same thing, right? And there's different terminology in different systems. So they're playing the X-Soft. They're playing the tight uh, the tight. Uh, slot, right? The slot is tight. And then they're playing tight on the Z, which is Lazard up top. Just wanted to mention that. Now, Aaron's first read is obviously the slot. He's going to look at Cobb first, okay? And the Patriots, you know, are playing tight on the slot and they're showing outside leverage because they know this will will help right here, this will linebacker, okay? So as we roll it, I want you to focus on the slot. Basically what you got on the pod here, guys, Cobb comes out of his break. He tries to give a little shake. He wants to get inside. He wants to get inside that corner. And you can see the corner showed outside leverage. Right now he's showing inside, but you can see where he ends up. He ends up on the outside because he knows that linebacker is helping inside. The linebacker is able to help because Aaron Jones, you could tell the linebacker has his eyes on Aaron Jones. He's in man coverage, but Aaron Jones hasn't broke out yet because Aaron is rubbing rubbing right there on the defender. He's going to try to throw a little chip block, help him protect, and then go out for the stab route. Okay. On the opposite side, you got Tunyon doing the same thing. So Aaron's first read is the slot to Cobb. You can see Aaron look towards the slot immediately right here. And he sees that backer. He says, okay, there's nothing there, absolutely nothing there Um, with the Patriots playing that tight coverage and with the Will linebacker providing help there against Cobb. Okay, so let's move on to the next thing that that really stands out to me. Okay, Um, well, first of all, let me kind of backtrack here and, and explain the routes to you, okay? You know, I mentioned in the in the play call 449 sticks. What that means is, on, from left to right is how the plays are called. That's the archaic old East Coast style um, play calling, okay? This is going to be a four route from Dobbs out of the X, okay, which is basically going to be a curl. Um, you've also got a four route from Cobb in the slot, which is going to be a curl. Now, Green Bay's offense is so complex that it's possible that these could have been option routes. I highly doubt that, okay? And the reason being is because um, the fact that Cobb sits in the curl when he knows that that this corner has got help on the inside, it just doesn't make sense for that to turn into a curl off an option route. So I really think that this was a 449 sticks play. Now, the nine, the nine of the play call is the go route 
of Lazard on the opposite side. You keep the tight end and the running backs route separate from the play call. Okay, now another thing this could be called is curls go. It's called curls go because on the left side, both of these receivers are going to run curl routes. You'll see they go out roughly, I don't know, eight to 10 yards, and they drop in a curl, right? Cobb kind of looks like he wants to work the seam there, but you can see he does break off his route looking for that curl once the backer bails on him, right? But, you know, Cobb doesn't know that the ball is out yet. So, 449 sticks. The reason it sticks is because you can tell if you if you really focus on Dobbs at the bottom of the screen, he's running that curl route to the sticks. And they play it well. They really do. And you guys think about this. We're coming out of halftime. <clears throat> right before halftime, what did what happened? Aaron tried to convert on a third down and he tried to throw a timing curl slash hitch route right on the outside of Lazard. And the corner pretty much broke on it and ran the route for him. That they were playing soft on that play, if I remember correctly. Understand, I was in a pub. I was uh, um, at a uh, a restaurant called the Seventy Six House in Tappan, New York, watching this game on my phone. So I could be a little bit mistaken there, but if I remember correctly, that's how they played that. So Aaron's already learned his lesson on the bottom here. He's not going to throw that curl, and you can see the corner. The second that Dobbs chops down, that corner's breaking. I mean, look at the corner at the bottom is really jab stepping. He's coming after that curl if Aaron decides to throw it, right? So Aaron immediately knows that Lazard is his matchup on this play. If you watch Aaron uh, drop back, he goes to his first read. He sees Cobb. Okay, Cobb is not there. Aaron right here, I mean a half a second into the play, Aaron Rodgers knows I'm going to I'm going to Lazard here. Why does he know that? He knows that because it's a single high safety. And that safety, I'll explain here in a minute why he drifted the way he did. But Lazard, the corner covering Lazard has no help over the top here. It's one-on-one, baby. And he knows Lazard is one of his go-to guys. We talked about it. This is wide receiver number one. And you've seen it. I think he finished with with over 100 yards receiving. He was one of, if not the main reasons, that the Packers were able to pull out this, this tight win here. But again, Aaron immediately knows that Lazard is his matchup, right? Royce Newman, I want to point out Royce Newman because I don't want to always just point out the good. I want to point out the bad. I want you to really, really key in on the right guard, Royce Newman, number 70, okay? And for those of you on the pod, as Aaron drops back, they have a chip on the right side. Basically, you've got Tunyon helping out over there. You have Elton Jenkins over there. And for whatever reason, when they run a little twist, you can see Judon kind of twists inside. Royce Newman just gets lost. He gets absolutely lost. He's got to know right there. You've got two guys as an immediate threat over there. Because, and, and I'll tell you why, because he's not even focusing on, on the guy that's in the one technique. He really isn't. It, he knows that Myers has got that. My guess would be that Aaron or and or Josh Myers called out that one technique on the strong side this one right here for those of you watching on YouTube and Twitter, he probably identified him as the Mike. So the, the protection centers up on him as the Mike. Okay. You'll hear him sometimes uh, on the audio, on the TV cast, you'll hear a quarterback come to the line. He'll go 49 is the Mike or 53 is the Mike. That's what they're doing. They're identifying the central impact of that pass rush. Right. And, and, and essentially what, you know, if he came to the line, let's say if that guy's number is 48, he would say 48 is the Mike or Myers points at him. And you, sometimes you see the center of point, He's telling the offensive line, he may look back at the QB. All right, 48's the mic, so the protection's going to set up based off that. So I mention that because Royce has got to know that there's two guys on that side. He's just got to be able to focus on if they do run a twist here, I've got to help out. Anything that goes to his outside shoulder, and I wish Coach Hom was on here. I'm sure he would confirm this. Anything that goes to Royce Newman's outside shoulder, he's got to know there's two guys on that side of the line to pick that block up. 
He has got to stay home inside. Royce, I mean, he blows his assignment. He's got to stay home because he knows Tunyon is chipping on that side. For whatever reason, he kicks all the way out. You've got three Packers blocking one player while one's running free. But it doesn't matter because your quarterback is number 12, Aaron Rodgers, right? What Aaron does here, first of all, his pre-snap ability to read the defense. He comes to the line. I'm sure he sees this soft look on the bottom down here with the X receiver and Dobbs, okay? He computes that, put it in the computer, right? All right, got that information. Cobbs, they're playing press on Cobb, going to be real hard to hit him on a hot route, right? So, and then immediately he sees the wheel linebacker where he's at. He probably looks up to Lazard pre-snap and goes, okay, there's probably my matchup. Let's see what this safety up top does. Not the guy roaming center field because you basically got the free safety is playing center field on the right hash, and then the strong safety is kind of creeping in toward the box yet nowhere near it. He's playing two yards off of the sticks, two yards off the first down marker, right? So Aaron sees him up. His second read after he looks at Cobb, right, he immediately looks at Cobb. Cobb isn't there. He sees the safety. You can see the safety is drifting in. He's drifting in, right? Now he knows Lazard's my matchup. Now, what's really cool is if you watch Aaron right here, first of all, his pre-snap ability to, to read the defense, it neutralizes that threat on the right side. You know, the fact that Royce Newman blew his block, it doesn't even come into play because Aaron's already getting rid of the ball. That's what Aaron Rodgers does for you. Guys, if this is Matt Stafford, if this is insert any good quarterback in the National Football League, I say good, I don't say great, right? And I darn sure don't say elite, which is what Aaron Rodgers has been the last several years for pretty much his entire career, you know, minus a couple of, uh, you know, early career seasons there when he was getting his, uh, his feet wet. But most quarterbacks are taking a sack right here. If they haven't computed all that information, they're getting hit right now. They're stuttering, they're hesitating, and they're getting capped. It's happening. And what's really cool is watching John Runyon hold his block and kind of gets in Judon's way a little bit. While Royce Newman isn't blocking a single soul on the face of the earth on this play, John Runyon's somehow getting in the way of two guys, which is pretty cool, and he held up pretty well. I thought that was awesome. So Aaron's pre-snap reading ability neutralizes that right guard, uh, you know, gaff and that threat on the pass rush. Now up next, you got Aaron holds the safety with his shoulders, looking him off. What I want you to really key in on is – well, there's some crazy noises going on outside. I got the got the doors open tonight. It's too nice of a night tonight. I have the doors open. I don't know, man. Somebody might have got murdered outside, but oh well. All right, so Aaron, he holds the safety with his shoulders. Watch Aaron right here. He's looking at Cobb. Right here, guys, he already knows, already in the play, I'm going to Lazard. So why doesn't he already shift over there and work on his mechanics? Okay, let me make sure I get a good, precise throw because he's Aaron Rodgers and he's an alien. Right. So as he drops back, he's going to hold his shoulders open right here. And the reason being, if you look at the safety, if you look at the free safety that's playing center field right here, watch Aaron's shoulders and watch what the safety does. The safety, for those of you on the pod, he immediately drifts towards the middle of the field because Aaron is showing that. Now, from the safety's perspective, you got to understand Dobbs hasn't ran his route yet. Uh, the safety knows that that will linebacker is helping underneath because his top priority is man coverage on Aaron Jones, who's chipping, right? So if Dobbs turns this into a post and that safety isn't home, then Dobbs has the first down. They don't know that he's running a curl. They don't know that they're ro- both running a curl or an option there out of the slot. So the safety, because Aaron Rodgers' shoulders, has to stay home. He drops. He's looking left, looking left, and you can see the safety's like, crap, I got to I got to stay at home. It's at that point. The fact that he held 
his shoulders in that direction. He's looking off the safety. You've heard Tom Brady has been the best, the best at it throughout his career. <clears throat> One of the best, I should say. One that wasn't very good at it, kind of played patty cake, was Peyton Manning. But Peyton Manning was so smart he could afford to do it. It's like he knew exactly where every single person was going to be on the field. But you didn't see him do those drastic, dramatic, um, you know, look-offs with his shoulder, right? So, uh, anyway, Aaron holds the safety at home. Now he flips, and he's ready to make this throw to Alan Lazard. But what's crazy is um, he notices that there's pressure coming, right? And we're going to get back to that here in a second. Lazard has no wasted motion getting off, getting to his spot, okay? There's great great hand fighting and boundary awareness, but the, the thing that stood out the most to me, I'm going to go ahead to another clip here, and let's look real, real close here on Lazard's route. There's no hesitation. He knows the spot he's got to get to. I mean, he literally, he's he's being beat by the corner until right when the catch is made. If he hesitates any bit at all, this this whole play is off. But good hand fighting doesn't stop his feet at all, doesn't allow them to reroute him. He gets out, get that outside shoulder. He knows he's got to hit his spot, hits it perfectly, and what a catch. Alan Lazard really stepped up in this game. And this is a guy you heard me say a couple weeks ago when, when Ryan and I were talking together on a pod, pay this guy. See if you can get him for a discounted rate right now. Save you some money in case he hits free agency. And the reason I say that, I say that is because, you know, when Ryan and I were talking about, we were like, you they'll probably let him test free agency. Ryan made a great point that Lazard might not be as valuable to other people as he is in Green Bay because Green Bay really values those run-blocking wide receivers. But um, at the same time, the wide receiver market, as we ended that podcast and a couple of days later, I'm kind of listening to it back and I'm thinking, you know what? The wide receiver market is inflated. It's not what we think they're worth. It's not what we think the market's going to do is what is the market going to do? I always use the analogy when you're selling a house. It's amazing. People go to sell a house and they get three offers and my house is worth more than that. No, it ain't. If your house is worth more than that, you'd be getting more offers, right? Your house is only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it, period. That's everything in life. I know society teaches us that we should get what we want every time we want it, right? That's that's not the real world that we live in. Um, wow, that was a tangent. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, with with Lazard, I, I would like to see them try to extend him because, I mean, you've seen him in the run we, last week on last week's Chalk Talk, guys. He was decapitating people. I mean, absolutely decapitating people throwing run blocks, right? And this week, you see this play right here really shows up. I mean, like I said, no hesitation to his spot, great boundary awareness, great job hand fighting. That really, the it amazes me, the corner could have been called for pass interference. I mean, you can see right there he's got Lazard's jersey in his hand, but just because he's looking at the ball, that's okay. I never understood that aspect of the rule. Even when the Packers do it, I'm like, man, that should have been pass interference. Pass interference in the rule book is you cannot prevent a a defender from or a, a receiver from catching the ball, right? Now, if you play the ball, that's great if you're play, making a play on the ball, but you can't grab their jerseys just because you're looking in the direction of the ball. But, again, Alan Lazard knows exactly where the boundary is and an absolutely phenomenal catch, huge third-down conversion. Now, the last thing I want to point out here, and we're going to move on, Aaron off his back foot. I want you guys to really key in on this throw. You've seen everything. Aaron drops back. All right, he reads the slot's not there. He holds the safety with his shoulders, opens up. But look at this. He doesn't have the ability to step up in the pocket and make this throw because that pressure is coming off of the, the right side because of Royce Newman's, um, you know, blow up there on the right side and protection. 
But as you see him, it's literally off his back foot. There is no step into this throw. He leans back off his back foot. And, I mean, he has absolutely perfect touch on this pass. When you see where that ball lands, I mean, that is just freaking perfect. You cannot put that ball in a safer place. You can't put that ball in a better timed slot. I mean, that is a tight window because that is really, really good man coverage out there, guys. And, I mean, he just absolutely puts it in the perfect spot. You can see now there on the film, McCourty's getting there late because of the fact that Aaron looked him off left. That was absolutely huge. And, again, just perfect, perfect accuracy here from Aaron Rodgers. That ball is right on the money. So we're going to roll it one more time here. As we go, right, ball snapped. Aaron, the slot isn't there. Looks the safety off. Up top to Lazard. Lazard, great boundary awareness. Great job tracking the ball. Great job hand fighting. Beautiful play. Huge, huge third and 10 conversion uh, for the Packers on that play. I mean, I, I can't I can't say it enough, guys. That play right there really set the tone for the second half. And if it hadn't been for that play and they go, you know, just – if they just go three and out right there off the bat, I think we've got a whole different ball game there in the second half. I could see the Patriots kind of running away with it. Um, yeah, so – Love, love, love that play. I'm going to go to the chat here before we wrap this Chalk Talk segment up. we got a few uh, things here in the chat. Um, so this is Dakota, says in the chat, both Lazard and Dobbs. Let me throw it up here on the screen so you guys can read it. He says both Lazard and Dobbs played 96% of the offensive snaps. Lazard ran 36 routes. Dobbs ran 35 routes. Lazard had six targets. Dobbs had eight. It's hard to pick which one to double cover there. I love it. Completely agree, Dakota. And that's a great, those are great numbers, man. I hadn't had a chance to dive into it too much. I know Goose just said, What's up? How was Sleepy Hollow? I just got back from, from uh, you know, the Hudson Valley, New York, and I'm trying to get caught up on film study and see exactly what happened with the game and kind of keep up. But uh, yeah, that's that's great numbers there, man. I mean, you're seeing Dobbs is being trusted. I know he had the fumble. When you see that fumble, though, man, when I heard people talking about it, um, actually, uh, yesterday on Twitter and everything, you know, nobody was real specific, but they basically what they said was uh, Dobbs has got a fumbling problem, you know, and I'm like, God, man, that sucks that he fumbled again because you're starting to see that reoccur. But when I went and watched the play, it was a pretty inaccurate throw from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that was a tough play to just make the catch and then turn around and get your wherewithal. I'm not in no way, shape, or form trying to, uh, uh, I don't know, trying to justify someone you know, not protecting the football, you just can't do it. Not in the National Football League. You cannot get to the point where it's okay to fumble the ball and just hand interceptions over, <clears throat> especially pick sixes right before halftime. But it's a tough game against tough tough opponents. I'm going to tell you right now, Bill Belichick is the absolute best. In my eyes, he's the GOAT. And I do mean even even more so than Vince Lombardi. Two different eras, hard to, hard to compare. I get it. I'll probably that'll probably be a hot take on somebody's uh, Twitter feed here in a little bit that's listening to this, whether it's uh, tonight or, or tomorrow on the pod. But uh, Bill Belichick is the best man, and the fact that we came out and were able to score late and do what we had to do in overtime to get a win there, I think it's huge, man. I think it's huge, and and, and we as fans, I've been guilty of it a couple times. I feel like I'm a little more even killed than most, but we have got to stop pretending like there's any slam dunk win in this league. There's just not. You know, it's amazing, like, and people, oh, Packers barely beat, you know, the Patriots with their third-string quarterback. Okay, last week, two weeks ago, the Buffalo Bills were going to be the next undefeated team. 
Now they've come out the last two weeks and they lost. And then I believe they pulled it out against Baltimore. If I seen the score right, regardless, it was a close game the entire time. What what happened to the team that was supposed to, you know, do things that no other team has ever done? Right. That's the NFL. That's the NFL in a nutshell. So, yeah. So that's your chalk talk. Again, that play was 11 gun, strong right doubles, Y off, halfback weak, 449 sticks or curls go, halfback Y, delay stab or rub. Okay. 11 gun, strong right doubles, Y off, halfback weak, 449 sticks, halfback Y, delay stab. And uh, yeah, huge third down conversion there coming out in the third quarter, really set the tone for the second half. So, with that being said, guys, <clears throat> we are going to take a quick commercial break right here. I'm going to go ahead and kill the camera so y'all don't have to stare at my ugly mug. If you want to hang out here on YouTube, that's totally cool. I'll try to check back in on the chat. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
to go. The Vader. 17 to 14. 